Welcome, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one audio source for Harry Potter news, theories, discussion, as well as info straight from the makers of the books and films themselves, like me, Matt Lewis. I play Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter films, and I'm very happy to be here helping introduce your hosts, the Pottercast trio, Melissa, John and Sue. With less than 77 days before book 7 comes out in the, as the seventh month dies in 2007, this is Pottercast 88. Oh, it is. Welcome. I know you thought I was going to say 77, didn't you? That's been hilarious. <laughs> curiouser and curiouser, welcome to Pottercast 88. I'm Melissa. I'm here with John and Sue. We're ready what? for another great show full of fun announcements, actually, this time around. All right, so quick, 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 quick. Phoenix Rising is coming. We are, we Yay. can't wait. We're doing a live Pottercast thing after the opening dinner at the convention in New Orleans on May 17th. We can't wait to meet you there. We're going to have some great wooded rock during the show and lots and lots of fun stuff. So, of course, of course, of course, before we do anything else, we have to hear from our lovely friends at The Borders. It won't be long before the much-anticipated release of Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows. Do you have your mind made up about where Severus Snape's loyalties lie? Do you think he'll betray Harry and his friends, or will he help them triumph over he who must not be named? Find out more about this complex character in the hot new book, The Great Snape Debate, available only at Borders. Remember to reserve Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows at Borders to save 40%. Well, we have a couple, of, a couple of little announcements. A couple of little announcements. Obviously, we're doing a leaky mug at prophecy on August third. We can't wait. It's in Canada. We're going to be wearing our pajamas, and it's buy your a lot PJs. Fun. House color pajamas, everybody. We'll have a PJ contest. PJ contest. Oh, something but, else is happening in prophecy. Just saying. Please remember common rules for wearing clothes in public places, though. Some <sighs> of you sexy pajamas should not be worn to this. If they're Hogwarts, you sexy pajamas, John. What? John thinks the sexy pajamas should be a lot. I mean, hey, look. Absolutely. If you're covered up, that's hey, whatever. But I'm a little exactly. bit afraid of this pajama party, to be honest. Anyway, don't forget that you can take part two of the Deathly Hallows predictions quiz, which hopefully one day in the future will be bug free. We're working on it, guys. When when there's 100,000 of you so hitting it once, that's when things tend to go buggy. It. So, leakynews.com slash book seven exam. Right? What? Book seven exam. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Any other announcements? Nope. Is that it? Could that be our announcements Pat, slate this week? Well, we'll, we... have, we'll have more uh, at the end where people will actually remember it. Well, no, there is, there is, we have one big announcement, but we're going to save it until after Sue's news. Oh, okay. Okay. Hello, everyone. Topping our news this week is word from Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix director, David Yates, that he will indeed return as director of the sixth Harry Potter film. While this has not yet been officially confirmed by Warner Brothers, we have seen two recent interviews where Mr. Yates says this, the most recent one appearing in the LA Times, where he said, quote, I know Alfonso and Mike, when they came out, they were kind of shredded, but I've come out feeling invigorated, and I don't think I'm quite done with this world yet. These can be great films about childhood. The next one's full of sexual politics, and the kids are getting better as actors, and I want to push them even more. This one's quite lyrical and intense. The next one is more fun. End quote. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince is scheduled to begin principal filming later this summer with a release date of November 2008. 
And that same feature with the LA Times, we also heard from actors Dan Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and producer David Heyman on the film, where Dan Radcliffe says of the DA, quote, where the French resistance and Voldemort and the Death Eaters are the Nazis, obviously in a magical context, end quote. You can find the link to read this entire interview via our website. We've also seen a whole slew of new photos, stickers, and posters surface online this past week. TLC has high-res character posters released by Warner Brothers for you to enjoy now, as well as a lovely high-res photo of the poster and box cover to the Order of the Phoenix video game. Speaking of the video game, TLC had the opportunity to visit again with the makers of the game in England, and you can now read a new report to the set of EA, where we learn new things about the game, such as fans will finally hear the lovely Hedwig's theme music in the game, that over 85 locations in Hogwarts have been created from the movie Blueprints to be used in this game, and there are 60 missions for gamers to complete. Sounds great. The Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix video game is due to be released on June 25th. We also learned that final touches are being made on the movie, which is due to be released on July 13th, as one of the special effects companies working on the movie has updated their website with the news that they are making Fox, Creature, and that there will be over 100 centaurs. Finally, Arthur Levine, editor of the U.S. Harry Potter novels, appeared on the CBS Early Morning Show as Scholastic has now released the second of the questions in their Soon There Will Be Seven campaign, asking, is Snape good or evil? Hmm. And you can see videos of this appearance as well as a collection of all the new ads, stickers, and much more for the release of the last Harry Potter book in our galleries. Well, for your daily dose of all things Harry Potter, you can find it at leakynews.com, which is updated continually. Okay, and now we have a very big announcement. Can we do a drum roll? We've been teasing this for a few weeks, and we've been working on it for a few months, but we're very, very happy to announce right now that Pottercast is going on a big tour this summer. Tour? We're going on tour, and not only are we going on tour, There's a there's a twist. We are... We are playing three huge live dates with Harry and the Potters. Harry and the Potters! And not only that, and those are at libraries, not only that, but for all of our June dates, which you can get on Pottercast.com shortly after the release of this podcast, or maybe even before it, it's probably been on Leaky by now, I don't know, we, we will be in the same city as Harry and the Potters. So if there's like a podcast at four and their show is at seven, we're basically going to say to you guys... Great, we've had a lot of fun at this podcast. Now let's all go to the show and dance. So basically, we're going to be rocking for two whole weeks in June, doing podcasts in the Midwest in July, and yeah. Rocking. It'll be crazy. It's going to be, I mean, I, this this came out of uh, literally when I was, remember when I was on tour with Harry and the Potters in March? Mm-hmm. No. We basically, <laughs> thanks, John. We basically had so much fun together that we sat there at the end of the show going, we should do more. St- we should do more stuff together. And then said, "What about some stuff at libraries?" I said, "Okay, a plan a tour." And here we are, a few months later, about to spend two whole weeks with these guys and with all of you. What? I can't wait to make out with them. No, I know, John. No, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I mean, rock music and great talk about Potter. Can it get any better than that? Reading. And Seriously, rocking. what's? What is better? Mm-hmm. Come to talk state of rock. It's true. And have you know every every show the backstage. I hope everybody, all these venues, know what we require in our green rooms: <laughs> numerous hot dogs and burritos. <laughs> I believe chipotle. 
said and, it. And Cherry Coke Zero. Cherry Coke Zero is delicious. Ew. Mm. There's, There's no backstage. There's no green room? No, no. John, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I don't you. play anywhere without a decent green room. There's, no. there's, there's, there's called the party room, and it's out front with all the fans. Woohoo! It's going to be great. I don't like fans. So, seriously, this is what we're doing. We're going out, and we're starting this in New Mexico. We're, That's a crazy place to start. Oh, I know. We're going to be beautiful. I love it out there. It's beautiful. Have y'all been there? I can't wait to sample all the Chipotles in New Mexico. Oh. Yeah. Ew. Have you guys John, ever been when there you're before? In New Me- <laughs> you're in New Mexico, we're going to get you some real burritos. <laughs> oh, Thank you, Melissa. I was going to say, there's real, there's better food out there. Wa- Nothing against that restaurant. I'm just yourself. saying, there's a lot better food. Seriously, guys, our email address for this tour is tour at powdercast.com. From now until we're out there, we want to hear ideas on things that we should do in all these cities. You can get our dates, by the way, at, at yeah. our MySpace, which is myspace.com slash pottercast, or on Leaky, or on the, you know, there's links everywhere. So, so we're starting in New Mexico. We're doing a big show at the Albuquerque, or sponsored by the Albuquerque Public Library with Harry and the Potters on the 19th of June. What? Um, it's so much fun. I mean, what, I mean, honestly, what's better? We'll have a big fun podcast and then we'll all dance together for hours. There's just I can't there's nothing wait. better. I'm going to go up in my Slytherin uh, school robes while they're up there in their Gryffindor costumes. No. And I'm going to totally be a, like, crash the show. I want to be like, Gryffindors <laughs> suck. Gryffindors suck. They're way ahead of you on that, man. They uh-huh. they tour with Draco and the Malfoys. They're way ahead of you. <laughs> oh, they're not ahead of anything. They've been oh, there, they, done that. They gotta watch themselves. Southern <laughs> oh. Slytherin prankery is the worst. Okay. Anyway, so then we're working our way over to California. We're doing like we're doing like four shows in California because there's there there's a huge amount of podcast listeners in California. When we did that survey a long time ago, there's something like twenty percent of you all live in California, wow. which is amazing to us so we can't wait to see you out there then we're going to take a break mm-hmm. to cover all the the movies premieres the one in england which will we haven't officially announced yet but i would put bets that it's going to be a leaky mug um also the one in la will most likely also be a leaky mug i've always wanted we've always wanted to do this we've always wanted to go and meet as many of you as possible and what better summer than this one to meet to just party until june until july 20th with all of you going meeting as many of you as possible having fun talking theories it's going to be amazing but i always thought that it was maybe too involved right then i went on tour with harry and the bars (laughs) and i saw what it is which is basically you get up, you drive, you go to the next place, and you you do your thing, and then mm. and you move on. It's not; it just wasn't as complicated as I thought it was going to be. So we. You hear that, Harry the Potter's? Anybody could do that. No, 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 no. Don't you? Not anybody can do it. The energy these guys bring to it is unbelievable. Ah, but teasing. they basically said, "Why? Why don't you get a car? Yeah. Just do it." And I said, "Well, awesome." After our first uh, live podcast, we're all invited to that rental car and to decorate it for us. Yeah, no. Pottercast decorations with spray paint and, and silly putty and uh, crazy glue. You're also all then invited when I bring the car back and pay the damages. <laughs> damages. 
Here. I'll be like, thank you for decorating this. This looks so much cooler Potter now. Mobile. We'll be able to rent it. Oh, Pottermobile will be awesome, place. man. It'll be cool. I know. But we, I, I can't even tell you the kind of the kind We're of gonna, content you guys are going to get out of this. First of all, all of the shows will be taped and broadcast. So most of them will be on the, the main podcast feed. We'll set up a second feed of some of the extra, some of the other shows because it's just too many yeah. hours of <laughs> to throw at you to throw at our big audience. So um, you can get all that information at podcast.com. We're going to be blogging from the road video blogging from the road we're going to be giving you a ton of pictures we're, we'll be talking i mean this is just going to be covered to death so what's your what are you most looking forward to about the tour well you know how i am i am a hufflepuff and i am excited about meeting people i am most excited You're a hufflepuff? But, but i i really i i love the west the southwest it's beautiful and i i absolutely i mean there's some of the most beautiful country in the world in the united states in my opinion is in like santa fe and um just that whole area out there is just fabulous. So I can't wait yeah. to see it. It's the Grand Canyon, the whole it's fabulous. Oh, we're going to see the Grand Canyon, aren't we? I can't wait. I've never seen any part of that country. The only part of that country I've ever seen was Tempe, Arizona, when the Ohio State Buckeyes <sighs> defeated yes. that team that shall not speak its name in the national championship 2002, was it? Yeah, 2002. Oh, that was so fun. We have another another little live show announcement. Not little at all, actually. What am I saying? Little. We're going to be on June 9th at the Chicago Tribune Printers Row Book Fair. We've been what? invited to go out there and perform and perform <laughs> and do a podcast at this. I mean, something like 85,000 people come to this thing. Probably it'll be a smaller podcast. <laughs> yeah. We'll be under a tent or something because it'll be hot. But probably a couple of hundred people. And it's, it's going to be amazing. We're, 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 we're so we're excited. Cram all 85 grand people in there. We're going to cram them all into that podcast. All into that podcast. All into that time. We're going to have a great time with you out there. Then our next live show is the, is with Harry and the Potters in Albuquerque. Then we're hitting Tucson, Phoenix, Las Vegas, Thousand Oaks, California, San Diego, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Then we go to London. Then we go to Eureka, California. Eureka. Then we go to Eugene, Oregon. Then LA premiere stuff. And then we're taking a break because we're going to die. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then we're going to, we're starting again in New York on July 13th, the day that the movie's out, because we, we know that you will all have seen it the night before or that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then at seven o'clock in New York at a Borders, we'll, we'll have a big podcast. And then Sue and I, and oh no, no, John, you're coming now too, right? To that Presumably. Portion. Yeah. Hopefully. We'll be traveling west and west and west until July 18th. We'll be in Wichita. Where will be July 20th? We don't 100% know yet, so hang on. I know you guys have been asking. Just hang on, and we promise that it, it'll be good. Everybody's going to cram in the Joe's basement. <laughs> She's going to get out her little karaoke system <laughs> and talk about the book. It's going to be sweet. Bring your own sleeping bags. It's a huge basement, so it's all so good. So you think, you think Joe's going to do bring into a course of safe Ginny? Do you think that that'd be just rocking? That'd be awesome. Joe yes. Do you know what I heard? Is in the, is Joe is a total in, uh, Wizard Rock fan girl. Guys? They've created a Leaky Cauldron theme song. <gasps> no! For Brad from oh, Bigger in the Mouth Voice has. And they're awesome. going to record it. <laughs> I'm telling you, the kind of fun that I have with these guys out there made planning this tour completely, all the work planning this tour completely justified. We're going to have such an amazing time. You, I, I just, I can't wait. I can't wait to dance with all of you. Dance? You would really like to dance. She does. I love dancing. She does. She dances good. <laughs> I, re- I really dislike the dance. You must get over that to hang with Harry and the Potters. No. There's nothing about not Safety dancing that's dance. cool there. What? Jumping up and down and bopping her head around like one of the Peanuts gang. 
that kind of dancing I can do. Like one of the peanuts gang. Uh, yeah. He's like Linus. Is that you like Linus? Exactly. Like bopping around during the, like, the Christmas program. If you want me to bounce and stick my nose up into the air, I can probably manage that. Oh. The dancing, like, you know, you know, like what they do on that dancing show, dancing with the cars or the stars. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So that's not, not oh, that I can do. My God. And hey, we have a, another special guest coming with us that some of you some of you know very well is is Bree from YouTube fame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> John, that girl friend Bree. I, fa- I fancy the trio. What? I fancy the trio is her YouTube mm-hmm. name. A lot of you know who she is. She'll be hanging out with us for most There's of the tour, so we're excited a about total that. Total doll face. Yep. Shooting lots of video for us. Be awesome. Doing all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, it's going to be great. I mean, uh, we're going to be talking about this nonstop until until it happens. So unless you guys have anything you want to add. It's going to be frockin' fabulous. Pottercad tabulous. It's going to be great. I love it. Potter what? Pottercast tabulous. I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to say, but I'm just so excited. <laughs> it's world. Oh, I love you, Sue. We're going <laughs> to... Uh, uh, I can't even express how much fun it's going to be driving across the country with you guys. Talk about the blog content that's going to come out of that. I, I, cannot, I can't wait for the part where five minutes in New York in the car with Melissa makes me nauseous and driving eight hours with Melissa will probably turn colors no, on my face. I drive a lot different in on on desert roads than New York yeah. City. Because people in New York of. City drive like they are insane and she has to do that to stay alive. But when you're out in the yeah. West... You can drive normal, and it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine, Mel- baby. Melissa's normal driving will be exciting as well. Send your Dramamine to John <laughs> at the Leaky Cauldron um, P.O. Well, box. I'm excited because we'll get to stay with some cool friends, too. Yes, some friends okay. in L.A. and stuff. And Otherwise, we don't really know where we're staying. It's fun to mooch our friends. It's fun to mooch our friends. If you have a really big house at any of these tour cities and you want to open your house to the league people, give us an email at tour at podcast.com. Seriously, if you have room for us and even the the Harry and the Potters boys, let us know. (laughs) Because we're always looking for someplace. If you're a podcast listener and your parents are really rich and never home and have a huge (laughs) house and you want to rebel against them and have a big party and have leaky people over... Email us at tour at podcast.com. Uh, tour at podcast.com. We have news about a director, don't we, boys and girls? Maybe. Probably. Well, Alfonso. Warner Brothers hasn't confirmed it, but Warner Brothers always is the last person to confirm it. Yeah. David Yates said publicly that um, he will be directing Half Blood Prince. This has been a very strong rumor for some time, and we don't really call things strong rumors around here until unless they're they're pretty much locks. Right. You know? Yeah. Do you know what's so interesting about this is that nobody's seen his work. I mean, he has not directed a full-length feature film, unlike Christopher Columbus, who had a long, successful right. track record. Right. He's directed yeah. some television and this movie, and without even seeing the finished product, they're signing him for six. That's encouraging. I'm sure they've seen pretty much the finished product. Yeah. But still. But still. But, I mean, he, I mean, every report we've heard from the actors just rave about him. So he must have established a really good rapport. I mean, not just with the, the oh, WP sure. people doing the job, but just with the cast, too, to, yeah. to make it, you know? You know what? I'm just excited to see the movie now because of all these awesome posters Ugh. that have came out. It's, we haven't seen not one, <laughs> totally. not two, but like a whole ton of them. Fabulous. But I know. <laughs> I know. John's, it's like, John's excited about a certain poster. I think we should all. America's Next Top Model here. 
Look, let's just, we've talked about it to death on Leaky. I don't want to. I, I know, I know. I'm excited here. now. I'm excited. I I'm, I've it. embraced it. I've embraced it. I just, I, we really, really had, we really, really hemmed and hawed over putting that up. Mm-hmm. Because uh, what we're talking about, if you haven't seen it, there's an editorial on Leaky about what the photoshopping they've done and where they've where they've done it. And a lot of it has to do with Hermione's um, bosom. And, yes. Yes. Bosom. and it's, um. We really, because these 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 kids are still kids, and we hate every time people bring attention to that area or overly focus on their bodies or cause them more scrutiny in the media than they already have. Yeah. And we had to weigh that very seriously against the cost of staying quiet when we notice that you know some somebody some some IMAX artist we're sure this doesn't go up to the top and Warner Brothers whatever somebody is taking liberties with their figure and the images that it sends. Yeah young girls who look up to Hermione as, as an ideal, you know? Yeah. And it it's to, to me, especially, and I know to many girls and probably to Sue as well. And it's yes. just a very, very personal topic because we all grew up with these images mm-hmm. and we know what they can do to young girls and to see it done to our Hermione, our Hermione, when they've done plenty of things Hands to Hermione in Hermione. the film that have not been represented in the books, but to go this far, it was just over the line. So, you Leave know, that's Hermione it. alone. And I'm sorry, that is not Ginny on that poster. I don't care what you say, that is not Bonnie Wright. It is just, I don't know who that is. You know, Did you see that picture? I almost thought it was the girl, I know you laugh because I always talk about Hufflepuff, but the girl that plays, like, Charlotte, I don't know how to say her last name, but I could have sworn they got it mixed up. They had the wrong actress in there. I really do. I mean, I don't, I even I, we need a, so we need a picture of Bonnie with her face and that say, because I just, I just don't think it's her. It, I, I think you're right. <laughs> It's, it's the weirdest thing. It is. It's the actress who played Lily in the Sorcerer's Stone. You think? It's Charlotte Sum- or yep. Somerville, whatever her name is? I don't what if it's young confirmed. Lily? You think? Oh. No, it's not young Lily. It's not young Lily. It ha- it, it's supposed to be Ginny. It's clearly right. supposed to be Ginny. But it didn't look like Bonnie Ryan. Mm. Anyway, we, we, put, we put that up when we, we hate... We hate bringing more attention. I mean, poor Emma Watson. She gets enough attention as it is. But we felt it was really important to well, point out because if the, if we as yeah. the fans who love the, these books so dearly don't point it out, who will? You know. Well, on on another positive note, though, we did see some very other nice photo or posters released, and it's kind of interesting because they're coming out with these new like taglines, which is kind of neat, like propping up that um you know like the rebellion will you know begin and yeah. and dissent yeah. will not be tolerated with Umbridge, uh, you know. And I just thought it was kind of cool how they're they're doing these like that. I kind of like that. Well, then he had Sirius's posters like the final battle. Yeah. I know. Like, there you go, way to blow yeah. it, everybody. <laughs> With Bellatrix, this is like, don't ever say it. Don't ever know, say what happens at the end like, of the well, film. It's, ever. You know, and yet, there they it's are. The first big, it's it's the first big group battle ever in a Harry Potter movie. So let's call it the final battle for this character. <laughs> that won't be obvious. Well, it's, it's, why why wouldn't the first battle be the final battle? Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. It really says make a final stand. It. Make a final I mean, but stand that or just, whatever. Final doesn't is that just the give word. it away? I mean, I just thought that was like, I know. hello? I don't know. They, well, they, they, they might as well yeah, have put a tear in Sirius's eye. They might as well have made him like crying or something. Or, you know, like put an X in his eyes because it's like final, final stand. He'd be Actually, he looked kind of like hip. Like he was like a rapper move he's got going on there. Do you see his pose, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know. Like, how are you possibly aiming your wand right now? I don't know. What do you think he is? Starman like a banjo. Although, you know, the way that her Bellatrix, there's a poster of, um, 
Helena Bonham Carter there. Yeah. And her hair, I don't know, is that supposed to be like her hair flinging out? Or it's her arm, but it makes it look like she's got like a feather bow in her hair. It just is kind of a weird pose. I just... Bellatrix loves feather bows. It's written in <laughs> chapter seven. On Does she really? Or the Phoenix? Yes. A softer side to her. <laughs> when she was breaking out of Azkaban, she went to try to get her belongings, and you know they had her wand and some shoes and her feather boa. It was very important. I to see. Her. It's classic. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> what else do we need? To oh, can we just say this one thing? Here? One thing. This is kind of cool, and and it's still about the movies, but um. The, the people that do the effects, uh, and there's this one company, Framestore, out of Australia. Oh, Framestore, I They're love brilliant. Them. They do excellent work. And they they give an update, and they send out these emails, and I got one, and it said that they have over 100 centaurs in Order of the Phoenix. That's yeah. insane. Which does not mean copy-paste, copy-paste, copy-paste. No, I know. <laughs> It'd be really funny if like 100 frenzies running around, <laughs> all with the same voices, <laughs> the same everything. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> or if they had like 100 frenzies, and they're all wearing different colored t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect. That'd <laughs> be a way to save some money. Oh. Like, oh, can I okay, one, one, one last two, thing? This, three is, this is like a triumph, glorious moment for me. I, I love you, Joe Rowling. And because every month, as you know, on jkrowling.com. Oh, no, here we go. Oh, I know. But this Uh-oh. was so, I about squeezed my pants. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I did. I go did through the Yes, I did. I've never, I've never heard that before. <laughs> I did. I just I don't know how to even phrase it any other way. But this was a I'm triumphant sorry. moment for my house, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That the new Wizard of the Month is none other than Helga Hufflepuff. It was fabulous. Uh, oh, there she is. I'm a little disappointed. And she, that and she guess didn't what, John? Come. She's the Rachel Ray of her times. It says that she's she good really? at cooking. Does she make it meals in thirty minutes or less? I don't know. I was, I was, just, I was disappointed that she that they didn't make her look more like you, Sue. Oh, well, that's true. after after they made the lady who'd ran the leaky cauldron <laughs> ringer for Melissa. Well, well, I don't care. I was just happy with the, the mention. Looks of a little like Sue. Yeah, no. I thought she looked a little like Sue. Well, I, I could see the body shape the same, but you know, I'm still holding off for when they make Dollish Wizard of the Month. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're gonna make next. it look like me. That'd be sweet. <laughs> You know what was exciting about awesome. this, though, is that it was a little new bit of canon that she was um, responsible for all the food and the festivities at Hogwarts. I'm just saying, you know. And the booze. Yeah, and the booze. That Hufflepuff <laughs> is, in fact, the festive party house. I've been saying, I'm just saying. Oh, oh my God. It was so fab. I love you, Joe. If your people are hearing this, I love you. Two straight weeks. <laughs> I know it's going to be great. Yay. And I'll tie a little Hufflepuff two banner two weeks, to the back of the weeks. antenna too, and that'll be fabulous. Unless I just think two weeks. Hufflepuff by the party house. By the time the book release comes around, after having spent like six weeks with Sue, <laughs> I'm going to hear the word Hufflepuff, and I'm going to run. I know, oh my like God. Wiley Coyote. To- <laughs> <laughs> the Hufflepuff. Why am I feeling that the, at the parties at the Hufflepuff house like include like playing shoots and ladders and like. Candyland and well, maybe they were the ones that came up for because puzzles. it's food, Candyland, charms. You know, I'm just saying. I love Candyland, actually. You know, and just to my my wild sense of canon thing, you know, here it is about food and and feasts at Hogwarts. Maybe she had something to do with saving the house elves because they worked in the kitchen. So maybe house elves are maybe she enslaved the house. No, elves. she saved that them. Saved them sense. from persecution. Hufflepuff saved. <sighs> 
wrong. Sorry, help the help are responsible for work all for Hogwarts. That's right. Okay, maybe we should. The house elves work for Hogwarts for no pay, and if they were instituted there in the kitchens, and Helga was in charge, Helga enslaved no, the house elves to work at she Hogwarts. She saved them and it's let them their inner cooking fault. fabulousness shine through. And they hate their lives. They hate their They're lives. They're happy at Hogwarts. They all want to go work at Hogwarts, guys. Baby. Like for real. <laughs> okay, we're moving no, on. No, they hate it there, and they curse Helga's name. No. And All this is coming soon to a city thing. near you guys. <laughs> All this right here. Where do the elves did, sleep? Did, do they have their own common room? You can see this live. Do the elves have their own okay, common room? Okay, let's move, please. Okay. I really want to know. Where do they sleep? They have little, they're little tiny beds like the elves and the seven dwarves. They must have little tiny elf are there, beds. Uh, I'm not here. Are there charms? <laughs> Are there charms in the girl elf part of the common room where the boys can't go up the stairs? I the, don't know. That's a good question. The stairs question. will slide them down? Because they can apparate, so that wouldn't really bother them exactly very much. Exactly right. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Okay. Pretty, I would love it if the elves had their own common room and their own passwords and everything. They'd be rocking, wouldn't it? Get, uh, like, we just never knew about it, like this parallel house that was just for the elves. <laughs> I would love that. Could you imagine if Joe wrote that? That would be so cool. Maybe we'll find it out. Maybe some wonder those underground secret passages. We don't know. Do the, do the elves have their own owls, do you think? Well, I don't know. They deliver their own messages? I don't know. Just totally. Well, they can just say. <laughs> meanwhile, Melissa has fallen asleep. <laughs> Thanks for the backtrack. Just contemplating Melissa. my list of things to do today. Or, you know, Everybody's very interested in elf, elf lore. Which song I'm going to play Guitar Hero on later. You know. Elf lore. Well, you guys do your thing. Don't, don't mind me. I'm just, I'm just All I'm right. Just okay. It's time for a fan interview. Okay. okay. Can Tune please. in after the fan interview for some kind of Okay. <laughs> Hi folks, Owen here, aka Nimbus XL on Leaky Lounge. Uh, just an observation and a question regarding the international trailer for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. About one minute thirty, just after we see the shot of Azkaban, we hear a, a very spooky voice saying, the Dark Lord approaches. Now I've asked this question a couple of times on the lounge and some people seem to think it's just Bellatrix Lestrange taunting Harry as to say Voldemort is coming. However, I believe this might be actually Sybil Trelawney uh, delivering part of the line, the one with the, the power to vanquish the Dark Lord approaches. I'd like to hear what you guys think this might be. Love the show. I listen to it every week. Thanks for your time. Hey, Pottercast. This is Hermie Jane Granger from the Leaky Lounge, and i just like to say that um, my favorite trailer of all was the domestic one because it's is just awesome and it makes me want to wait for the movies and just see it even more and can't wait for July and everything. So, yep. Bye. Hi guys, it's Future Weasley from The Lounge. I would definitely say that the international trailer was my favorite of all the trailers that have been released. And my favorite part of not only the action and all the suspense and the great lines that have been delivered, but my favorite part was probably when Ron said to Hermione, who are you and what have you done with Hermione Granger? Of all the growing and the cast ensemble chemistry that's happened over the past years, my favorite has been the growth between Emma and Rupert and Dan. I think that they play off each other so well. And that's just another example of 
how great they are together and, you know, how well they understand the characters. I've loved the trailers and I'm really looking that much more forward to seeing the movies now. Hi, everybody. This is Doris Herman. And today I have a very special guest with us who sent an interesting email to Leaky last week. And I she really had an interesting story to tell, and I, I'm just going to let her tell it to you. This is Melinda Leiden, and Melinda, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm, I, you know, I'm doing awesome. It's a beautiful day here in Texas. I got your email, and I really, I, you know, I just felt compelled to let you tell your story. I originally wrote Leaky because I wrote a fan fiction. I wrote it shortly after Half Blood Prince came out, um, and the fan fic is called The Seventh Horcrux, and it was just combination of my guesses and 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 what made it what I thought was a good story of Harry's seventh year but somehow the story ended up being copied onto um another site and the title was changed and it was listed as a leaked copy of Deathly Hollows and when I first heard it I thought it was a joke but I keep getting more and more emails about people actually being tricked into thinking that that this is a real leaked copy of Deathly Hollows um, so I, I went to the websites where I have the, the fic posted on to try to get them to put up a disclaimer and say, you know, stop it. It's, it's just a fic. It's not real, which the sites have done. Only the emails still keep coming and still keep coming. And then I got a link from a, a paper called World Voice Today. And it, it is a, 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 a leaked it, it, the World Voice Today is a review of of this story as if it is the Deathly Hollows. Um, so then I said, all right, this is getting out of hand. I wrote Leaky Cauldron saying, can you just, you know, put this up there saying, if you see, you know, the chance to download a leaked copy, that's not what it is. It's a fic. So that's what I wanted to say. And Melinda, you, you contacted Christopher Little's agency as well, didn't you? I did. Um, that was I, when I first... When this first started, I had talked to my beta over at Phoenix Song, which is the, the the site where I originally posted this story, and they gave me the name of someone over there to say, you know, that that I'm not trying to pass this off or anything to tell them and see what they had to say. So I talked to someone at there, and they were very kind, um, and they said they had also been getting a lot of emails about it, but that it was not JKR's work, obviously, it's just mine, um, and that I should at least try to get people to say that, that it's that it's, it's not a real leaked copy. So that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And I know that you've spoken to, to Jules at, at Christopher Little's agency. And, of course, we know that she actually works there. And, and I've got to commend you. You've, you've gone above and beyond to make sure people know that, that this is not, that, that nobody's dishonoring J.K. Rowling on your end, that you're making sure people know that this is your work and not hers. Yeah. No, it's 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 mind-blowing the way this thing has kind of gotten out of control. You've gotten some kind of nasty emails too, haven't you? Yeah, a few people are angry thinking that I tried to trick them, but I didn't put this up there. It's a fic. It's just supposed to be, you know, read for fun. It's not real. Yeah. Now, I um, being being on the Leaky Lounge as much as I am, I, I had received a, a link that somebody had placed in a file on the lounge or in a, a post on the lounge and I, I went to it and I read it and what I did is I put and anybody can do this with anything I put I, I copied a, a paragraph of it and I put it in a search engine 
um, in Google, and I searched it, and it took me instantly to Fiction Alley, which is another place where your fan fiction has been posted for quite a while. So obviously this is not something that you've ever meant to be taken as Deathly Hollows. This is something that you, you wrote for yourself more than anything. Right, right. It's, it's fun. I, I, I got hooked into fan fiction around the time Order of the Phoenix came in, and it's, it's fun. I like the response you get from writing something and having that instant feedback. Now, um, another thing, I, I, and I want to make clear that I've read every place that your, your fanfic is on, and you always say, not just once, but at the beginning of every chapter, uh, this is my work. This is not J.K. Rowling's work. This is, this is me having fun with her characters. You're very clear that you're not plagiarizing. Yeah. You're not trying to make this look like this is anybody's work but your own. I'm playing in her sandbox. <laughs> exactly. That's a good way to say it. I like that. I like that. Is it flattering to you that people are reading this and saying, oh, I think this is it? Yeah, it's, it's, I can't deny that. It's very flattering. It's, it's mind-blowing that anyone could actually think that, but it's very flattering. I would be, um, having read it and, and having read um, other leaks, you know, because it's not the only one. There, there are others out there where people are, are posting and saying, oh, I think this is it. And um, these people, without realizing it, are getting banned from websites. They're posting links to your work saying this is the book, and then they're being banned from websites. How does that make you feel? I, I, don't, I don't understand how they can, can think, first of all, that it is the real thing, but also don't spoil it. I, 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 I really... I don't want to be spoiled with the last thing. So even if you thought this was real, and again, I don't know how you think you can, but but don't spoil it. It's too big. This is the last one. Don't wreck it for everybody. Yeah, that, that's a that's. I think honestly, I think that's the sentiment that a true um, fan is going to have. It's it's don't ruin it for everybody. Don't try. You know, even if you get it, don't don't try to ruin it for everybody by posting it too soon. And because um, it does, it, it happened with me and uh, Half Blood Prince. It was ruined for me. And it, it, it takes away from that moment. That moment that you've been waiting for, it just kind of takes away from it. Yeah, you want that shock. You know, even the, there's bound to be little shocks, you know, you didn't see that coming throughout the thing. So you want it just to get to experience it as a whole, never mind the big ending. Yeah. Now, what are some of the we- – I know websites have contacted you saying that your work has been published there as the book. Mm-hmm. What are some of the websites that you've heard from? Um, Isohunt.com is the big one. And then I got another message today from Pirate something or other where someone, uh, an email from someone saying that they got it at, I can't remember the exact title, it's Pirate something. Mm-hmm. And people are actually paying for it, aren't they? That's not not paying you, not paying you. Let's be really no, clear. No, 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 no. Yeah, there's, people have said that, like I saw um, on World Voice, somebody, there's an email or a reply or response from someone there saying, oh yeah, my friend paid for this. And it's like, well who are you paying? And, and yeah, I don't know where that money's going. That's amazing. It, it really is that, that people would go to that length. Um, yeah. I mean, basically they're stealing your work and making money off of it, saying it's somebody else's work that they've stolen. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's wild. Yeah. And I want to be really clear. Leaky has, has posted on their main site, our, our policy. And if anybody does actually link to um, something that we think might be a spoiler, we're, we report you to the authorities. We're not, uh, we have way too much respect for the woman who, who is truly the inventor of Harry's magic, and we're not going to allow that to be out there before J.K. Rowling wants it to be out. Exactly, it's her. It's her story, and it shouldn't be 
leaked before she's ready for it to be. Yeah, and I, I can tell, uh, just from talking to you, the time I, we've been discussing this today, that this is really upsetting for you. Yeah, well, it, it was just supposed to be fun, you know, it was just supposed to be a, you know, I had thoroughly enjoyed doing it at the time, but now it's getting to be, it feels like it's not in my, I'm a control freak, and I don't like when things aren't in my control, and I don't feel like this is anymore at all. Well, I have to say now, being a, a anyone who reads fan fiction, this is a good fanfic. This is a lot of fun to read. Oh, thank you. And and since we're we're gonna, and I want to talk about just the fic as as a fic for a second, because I know that we have a lot of people who love to read it, and and they like to to hear about really good fic. So this is a very good fan fiction, and I want to again be clear: it's fan fiction. It's not the book. We would never allow that. Um, one thing I want to talk about, and this this almost got me to the point where I wanted to throw something at my computer screen. You allowed Dolores Umbridge to be the minister for a short time. How could yes, you I do did. that? Oh my gosh. I was so upset. But that's the reaction that, I mean, I was writing a story that the reaction that I got from you is what I was looking for. So it, it worked. <laughs> yeah. But yes, no, I don't love Dolores. Well, you actually got that you didn't, how your true feelings were about her from the from what you wrote, but I, I realized at first I was like, how could she be put in charge? You know, how could she do that? And I just wanted to throw things. I was so upset. Yeah. The, 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 the funnest part of that whole thing was those reactions because as the reviews come through chapter by chapter, and that was exactly by far the, the majority I got, people were incensed and horrified. And, you know, some people were like, Hey, that's a great twist, but most people, how could you do that? It was quite fun. Now, I, and I want to talk a little bit about your fic, but I don't want to completely ruin it for people who are now going to be like running to go read it. <laughs> it's called The Seventh Horcrux. Um, in it, I, I love the name of some of the chapters, but I really loved the chapter Survivor because the first thing I thought was, you know, the island and Survivor, the TV show. <laughs> it immediately like popped into my mind. And um, that was a really I like good that chapter. I, that was a good chapter. Um, I really liked Jenny. I've always liked Jenny, one of my favorite characters. Really liked her in this chapter. Um, and I don't know why. I, I think that I saw a, a side to her that I think J.K. Rowling's Jenny has that you picked up on. Sort of a a compassion, caring, motherly, at the same time, just, just oh, a neat matureness to her. I don't even know yeah. how to describe it without spoiling it. So Yeah, I like Jenny. I like her very much. And I think a lot of the fix I read, just show the, the the fiery, spunky, not that side, but also the side, you know, where she fights with Ron and she's very fiery. But then back in Order of the Phoenix, I remember that one scene in the library with um, the chocolate in the library scene where she does have a compassionate size and she does seem to be, to know when Harry needs to be not pushed, but to have someone more be gentle. And, and I, I like that side of Ginny. Yeah, it's it's... Not really a motherly quality because that would be kind of sick considering yeah. the relationship. <laughs> but it's it's a definite definite side of her that shows that there's so much compassion. Compassion. I yeah. see. I see Molly coming through at that yeah, moment. Well, she's she is Molly's daughter, so it would make sense that there's some of that there. Yeah. Now Draco and Harry sort of no, they're not they don't become friends in your fanfic, but they become colleagues. Maybe. Yeah. They they they. They tolerate each other. I think um, in the end, Draco's looking out for himself. So I think he's going to, even though he doesn't like Harry, he, he can. He, they manage to work together to, to, to save 
themselves to 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 both um save themselves. I had fun with Draco in this story. He's never been one of my favorites. You know, I I never cared for him much reading through canon, but I have to admit, as I wrote this story, I, I ended up having a lot of fun with him. He sort of took over a few scenes. Yeah, he's he's a very he's he's a very powerful individual and and he's more dynamic in your fan fiction than I've seen him in the books. And meaning that his dynamic is in his his characters changes a little bit, which is kind of a neat aspect to him that that I hope to see in Joe's um book, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm really eager to see what happens with Draco. I um I wonder if he's the one that's going to survive. I really do. I, I uh, there was a definite change up there on that that tower with him. I think a a real growing up moment. So I'm really interested to see how it's going to play out in Deathly Hollows. Yeah. Now, um, and I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk about this, and we're going to talk about it in a mature way, not like we're little boys. Um, Harry and Jenny do a little more than snogging. Yes, they do. <laughs> As a matter of fact, so do Ron and Hermione. Mm-hmm. Um, when you wrote that, did you did you set out thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in there? Now, now for those of you who go to read it, there's nothing in it that's graphic. You're not going to read anything that you wouldn't read in it in like a Teen Beat or a Tiger Beat magazine. But but you definitely get the the knowledge that they've done more than just a couple of kisses. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> they're they're growing up. I, I am. I I went back and forth a lot as I was writing this story. You know, should I or shouldn't I let them go further? But for the audience that I was writing for, it was a fan fiction audience. And, and the majority of places where it's put is a shippy kind of site. So, yeah, Harry grows up a bit. And, and he's he's a 17-year-old boy, you know. that's. But, yeah, I'm a little embarrassed, actually, now that this has gotten so big that I did that <laughs> Magic wasn't the only thing on Harry's mind. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> Actually, I like the way you wrote it because, like I said, I love Jenny as a, a character. And I like a lot of the way she's portrayed in fan fiction. But I, I really liked um, – and I'm just going to – I don't know how to say it without – and this isn't really spoiling anything. She wears a bikini that she hides from her family. Yes. And I love that. I just love it because you know what? Every 16-year-old girl in the world has done that. They've hidden the bikini from their mothers and from their brothers so that they could wear it around the guy that they like. <laughs> With mine, it was a black bathing suit when I was, a t- you know, I wasn't allowed. My mother would just, I don't know what she had with the black. No, you can have any bathing suit, but you can't have a black one. So, of course, as soon as you say that, that's what I wanted. As a kid, that was the first thing that I did when I had my own money. I bought myself a black and I hid it from my mother. So I think it's a normal thing that, that, that a teenage girl would do. Yeah, and I, I loved that because it shows, it shows that little... You know, she's turning into a woman, and that woman wants her man to pay attention to her in more than just the philosophical kind of way. <laughs> yep, she gets that bikini and, and wears it, and, and Harry approves. Yeah, he, it served it per, its purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay, back to canon. From your, your fan fiction, which um, I'm going to, when we when our, our elves finished with the transcript, I'll go ahead, I'll put a link to it um, oh, so that people can yes. go read it. Um because it is, it's wonderful. I love reading it. And I like reading fan fiction. It's fun to see what other people do with Joe's characters. But Yeah, I like fan fiction too. So thank you. Yeah, and it is. It's just a fan fix. It's, it's fun. What if? You know? Yeah. And I like the playing in Joe's hand. I, I've never thought of it that way, but that's it. You're playing with her toys for a little while. Yeah, they're her characters. I'm just borrowing them and playing with them. I'll put them back on the shelf when I'm done. 
I'm going to ask you a couple questions about what you think is going to happen in the next book. Okay. Um, Snape, is he out for Harry or is he out for the Dark Lord? What do you think? I think, I don't think he's a good guy. I, I, actually, I do think he's a good guy. I don't think he's a nice guy, but, but I think that there's more than we know. I think in the end it'll turn out in canon that Snape is is a good guy that, that that there's something more happening there and he'll somehow help Harry in the end. What I'd prefer to see is for him to be really bad, <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen. Ginny and Harry are they going to get married and live happily ever after in Deathly Hollows? I hope so. Well, I think it'll be in in the epilogue. I, I like to think in the epilogue we'll have, you know, my 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 greatest wish would be that 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 prediction of Trelawney about him marrying, being, being the Minister of Magic, and having tro- 12 children would, would come true in the end. That's what I'd like to see for him. Wow, can you imagine having 12 children? <laughs> no, and I think Ginny would probably uh, not want quite that many either. But Can you imagine having six sets of Fred and George? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give Molly credit for, for making it through. Oh, yeah, you she know, deserves Mother I've of the Year. I've got one child who's, who's a a bit of a mischief maker. Never mind doubling it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and just the food and the clothes and sending them all to college and oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, you had you'd have to be a magician to get all that out. Um okay. Is Harry going to live or die? Live. Oh, he has to live. I won't even I won't even read a fanfic that goes any other way. No, I I I Nope, nope, nope. I'll be creature. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Snape, live or die? Um, I think he's going to die. I think, like I said, I think it's going to turn out he'll do something for the good guys to help Harry in the end. But I, I can't really see a way that, even if he is on the good side, that he can live. Because he still killed Dumbledore. Voldemort, live or die? Die. Die. A horrible, yes. painful oh, be death. done with you. The, the prophecy says Harry can finally live once he's gone. So I'd like to see him gone and, and Harry get a chance to just... Have a nice life. Melinda, thanks for just setting it straight. Letting us all know that, um, you know, if somebody's reading the Seventh Horcruxes, that is not the Deathly Hollows book, and they should not look at it as such. I'm, I'm really glad that you wrote to us because I think it's great that you're out there trying to campaign to let people know that this is not your fault, and you're not pushing this, but, but people are representing this as, as the book. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to me and, and, and helping me get it out there. Like I said, I talked to Christopher Little and that was the one thing that they said was that you should try and let people know it's not, it's yours, not JK. So this is a way I thought I could do that. Great. We appreciate you sending us the email and getting in touch with us. It's been fun talking to you. It's been fun talking to you too. Thank you very much. Thanks everybody. See you later. Bye-bye. And now it's time for Canon Conundrums. Listen in as our panel tries to figure out one specific issue from the Harry Potter canon. Who could possibly figure that out? And here we are with Canon Conundrums. Conundrums. Podcast 88. With some friends we have not heard from in a while, actually. And Sue and Melissa just went out to check on the the cat. So <laughs> um, let's, let's, let's talk to our, our friends, uh, Jason. Hello. Otherwise known as the Guru of Sloth. Mm-hmm. And our friend, Lady D, Miss Doris. Lady D. From the hey, everybody. It's been a while, it Doris. It has been a while. I've been, I've been, you know, busy. I had to move, and nobody came and helped me. So there you go. 
Oh, <laughs> terrible. What the heck? Terrible. I know. You Nobody. see, you guys should have come and helped me. But there you go. Oh, That's because I didn't I, figure out that apparition apologies. in time. No. I know. I'm still trying to pass my test. Yeah. I, I well, yeah. when you get it down, I'm going to be moving again in December. So, you know. <laughs> oh, well, what the heck? You're a regular nomad. Yeah. Or, well, yeah. We'll work on that in New Orleans. <laughs> yes. Well, we have had quite a bit of um, interesting canon conundrum related. That's not even a word, is it? Well, let's not make it a word. It is. Canon it is going right into the lexicon. There you go. Yes. Um, bits of information coming from some pretty official sources recently when we heard um, from the Scholastic folks. Was it Scholastic? Is, why is Scholastic talking about the... that? Are you talking about the website with the little... Psh, psh, psh? Yeah. Then, That's the Bloomsbury one, I think. The, the Bloomsbury one. Uh, I know they're both releasing information about the book. Little, little bits of teasers. Every mm-hmm. so often. And a recent bit of information to come recently was about how the symbol on the spine of the UK cover is not just some arbitrary shape. And that it would be wise for Harry Potter fans to investigate that symbol. So we figured, oh. who better to investigate that than the Canon Conundrums crew? Yay! Very few. <laughs> very few people. And we're not going to tell you who That's they right. are. Yeah. So we are the best for the job. And those people probably don't have a podcast. They do not have a (laughs) podcast. Perfect. But anywho, so for all of you who don't know what we're talking about, maybe you can uh, take a moment to call up the cover art if you're looking up on your computer in the leaky galleries. You'll find it there. But it is a triangular symbol with a circle in the middle of it, touching each of the inner sides of the triangle. And a vertical line going from the top of the triangle down to the bottom. Right. The point of the triangle is at the top. And then yes, it is, that is actually very important where, right. where, it's, where that triangle is facing. But um, Doris, I know you have um, have an interesting bit of... Uh, There's a, a thread on the lounge. And, and it's really funny because yeah. when I started this thread on the lounge, it was because I knew I'd seen this symbol before. And I just could not, and I just hmm. was sitting here thinking, where? Have I? I mean, it was it was one of those little like like things that just drives you sort of insane. And I knew I'd seen yeah. it, and I, I it's weird. Some of it's because I I do some painting, and I see things kind of in three dimensions, even when they're flat. I, I sort of tend to add dimensions to it. But in this in the huh. thread, um, and I looked at it a little bit. I kept hoping by starting this thread that somebody would say, "Oh, here it is!" Bam, and they'd put it up there. I knew I'd seen it, and I kept. I drew it a couple times. I painted it. I I built it. It was well, it was very bizarre. And then it's like the flux capacitor. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, I was obsessed. I thought... And then I was looking through the galleries, thinking maybe I'll see a picture of it. And I found it. I found the picture that I I'd still seen. can't. I, like, how did you find that? That's amazing. Because <laughs> those galleries, I, you know, I, I, I guess they're you know, there's only like three or so four pictures are, in there. There but. are. <laughs> yeah, there are. Um, um, let me see. How many is that? A hundred and fifty thousand plus million. pictures. Yeah. Thank you, Kimmy Blair. And wow. Yeah, the gallery gals are totally awesome. But anyway, I found the picture, uh, and it's it's from what, it's from a movie. Michael Gambon is looking into a case. And in mm-hmm. that case, and it's, it's, it's one of those, like, if you blinked, you'd have missed it in the movie, but there's a triangle with a line going from the top to the bottom and a round circle. 
and there's a, like a ball in it. And yeah. it's when he's looking at his sneakoscope kind of uh, things and he's looking in, into the case and it's just there. And that is what I saw. It was when I first saw the symbol, that's what I pictured in my mind. And I couldn't remember where I'd seen it before, but I knew I'd seen it and I knew it was brass. It's like an inverted pendulum is what it looks like inside. Yeah. You know. Inside a. Yeah, it's like a three-dimensional, it's like a pyramid, basically, like you said, glass or something, um, <sighs> square base, and then each of the sides goes up in a triangle. So like Doris was right, saying, yeah. if you look at it like straight on on one of the faces, it would really resemble this this uh, picture we've got. You've got the triangle, you've got a circle inside it, and then a line going up through it. It's it's uncanny. Man. <laughs> and Gambon's just yeah, sitting there kind of, he's got this slack-jawed look, like, you know, mesmerized by this thing. Yeah, I'm so sore about this because I, I, I wish I would have known to look for this thing because we were right there oh, on that yeah. set, and to you know be able to get up and close and personal with that thing. Yeah, well, it's kind of funny because it's one of those things that you know I don't know that if Joe said, "Hey guys, put something like this." I mean, we know that she's done that in, yeah. in the movies before, where she yeah. said, "Let's put this in there." This kind of needs to be there. I don't know that she did that, but it was just one of those little bitty things that. The movies aren't canon, but it mm-hmm. it just it was wow that mm-hmm. that's huge. I mean, that's just like it, it looks exactly like what this thing is. If you're looking at it though as an alchemy symbol, I mean, John, didn't you get an email from somebody? Uh, yeah, you know, I did. Uh, I did get an email from uh, um, a friendly podcast fan, uh, fan who did yeah. not leave a name, but uh, it looks like her screen name is Purple Sock. <laughs> nice, eighty three. Awesome, great name, and. Um, she, I believe, maybe he, spent a lot of time looking up this symbol and came up with a lot of different possibilities of what they could mean individually and together. And the, 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 um, they point out that the triangle uh, pointing down, however, can, can represent uh, gold from mines, which is kind of interesting considering what the UK cover looks like. Um, but on that note, the triangle pointed up with the uh, the circle of the inside can be can mean many things. It can mean three in one, corral, stop, or I am a homosexual, which is rather interesting. <laughs> Though somehow they doubt that that last translation will be of any yeah. use. I'm just reading the email now. <laughs> this is uh, also a bisected triangle pointed up me- means fire, right. king, danger, or dangerous power. Okay. Whereas a bisected triangle pointing down can mean woman. So yeah, the bis- the bisected circle rep- could represent uh, solar halo or lightning. Okay. And a bisected semicircle arch down means halo or ring around the moon. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Where are these sort of symbolic? Does does this email say, or maybe Doris knows? She said that that you know, all of these symbols came from many places. Some are right, Egyptian, so it's kind of a mishmash. Some are of... Norse or Greeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most, however, most are from alchemy in yeah. one form or another. Which I mean, alchemy yeah. kind of contains a lot of traditions, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. They they sourced a website for everybody curious about doing this themselves. If you go to symbols dot com, which okay. seems you know relatively yeah. simple enough, that's where I would go. Uh, you can do your own investigative. Uh, reporting about this symbol okay the symbol i I know just from what i've read uh, in alchemy i know that the the triangle also is sort of like the trinity Mm -hmm. and and we think of that as being sort of like in the bible you know that that whole 
but you also kind of have the same connection with Harry, Dumbledore, and Fox. Oh, and you're not thinking like Ron and Hermione and Harry? No, sorry. That's more the, the trio. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I see thinking, what you mean, though, Doris. That's interesting. Yeah, because... Oh, oh, no, especially okay, the fox. I get it. I yeah, fox because would the, obviously be the spirit. The spirit, yeah, because you have the, mm. the, the symbolic father, who's not really the father, but the right. sort of the god figure as in Dumbledore. And I actually, I think that John Granger was the first person who wrote this, but or I saw this in print. Um, I You know, other people I've seen and heard it, but I've I saw this in print in one of his books, but... Um, Fox would be sort of the Holy Spirit, and mm-hmm. Harry would be the Christ figure. And um, and for those of mm-hmm. you who are thinking, oh, he would, you know, if he's the Christ figure, he's crucified. Remember, three days later, you know, yep. he popped up. So, yeah, totally. So, um, you know, I, it, it's a fascinating symbol. Yeah. Um, Jason, yeah. you were talking about the circle in the middle earlier. The one thing that I that I noticed and that I saw um, in my quick perusal of one of the threads in Unfogging Deathly Hallows was um, the reference to the sort of Masonic symbol, the the eye inside the pyramid, which I think is probably when I saw this was probably what I kind of like my mind recognized something. I didn't have like this deep insight or this crazy, you know, memory of a 10 second clip from, you know, one of the Harry Potter movies. I recognized something that, you know, you probably see all the time on like a dollar bill or, you know, in other places, this, sort of all-seeing eye and you know i don't know if you know it makes you think of like all these sort of recent like conspiracy theories and books like da vinci code and stuff you know the masons kind of always are turning up in in these things and um you know i don't really know much about them so i don't know if there would be any like reasonable you know if Mm -hmm. they get their symbols from something more ancient you know that joe might be drawing on um they're probably uh, do they have anything to do with alchemy, or do they? Yeah, the the Masonic um, the, that the Freemasons mm-hmm. use um, is both Hebrew and Egyptian, it, uh-huh. and it's is where it's derived from. So it it is to a large extent derived from from the same things that alchemy comes from. I mean, a lot of literature is sort of based on an alchemy basis. Even right. even you can even look at biblical symbols, and um, if you use the Bible just as a piece of literature and not as a religious document. And see some of the same um, same traits that you see in other pieces of literature, right? So, you know, that's I guess the question, and I think based on like you know seeing this symbol not just on the spine, but you know on the the website, and and I don't know, was there an actual statement or something, John, that you were saying that you know they said? Doris, like, do you know what it was? Do you remember? Um. Well, anyway, it, I remember it coming out, but I don't remember who put it out. I want to say Scholastic, but it's not Scholastic's cover. But somebody was saying, like, pay attention to this or something like that, or yeah, Doris, yeah. do you remember? Mm-mm. I don't. I, I don't remember. Um, I remember somebody getting an email where it says, "Hey, this is important. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to it." But no, I don't remember. Uh-huh. Um, now okay. I just feel dumb. Everybody's going to be correcting. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> well, not. You know, like, give them something to do. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. But anyway, my, the point was, you know, like I, I, me, like the way I read these things a lot, I tend to see a symbol and think, okay, that's like something cool, like that the artist might have done, or it might be kind of, you know, represent like something kind of vague. But like hearing all of this and seeing it everywhere, kind of suggests that this is, you know, there's really something to this that, like, you know, maybe not like a clue that we can figure out, but maybe, 
but you know probably as we're reading the book or at the end of the book we're going to like look at it and say yeah okay that was like right there in front of our face and yeah so of course our job is to try to make our best guess beforehand you know what i kind of wonder and i mean i've looked at all the ruins and a lot of ruins are similar because hermione's thing has been ancient mm-hmm. ruins ancient ruins right. know, she studies them but we haven't really it's like there's i just got it's got to have been mentioned for a reason and there are a lot of ruins that look that have similar characteristics to the you know they have the triangle they have the circle they have the the bisected circle um Mm -hmm. but not all things put together so i kind of wonder if if there might be a a moment where we see why hermione's been studying ancient ruins all this time and what's important about it and I wonder if there's going to be a spell, some knowledge to be gained, some, um, or or like if if that picture really is of the same thing that's on the cover, um, yeah. if there is something that is there that that makes something more powerful or yeah. that represents something, or maybe it's just some dark magic detector. Who knows? But well, it that is would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, like there'd be like I, I see two possible con- you know outcomes where you got. You know, your awesome one, mm-hmm. and, which is, you know, like, they find these ruins and they can activate them and, like, Harry can, like, hold on to them and, like, they can power him up and, like, turn right. into, like, you know, st- strength and extra strength spells and all this crazy stuff. Like which, Jackie Chan adventure, Which will not happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, or, you know, it could be some kind of, like, Indiana Jones-esque almost thing where they have to, like, when they're finding these horcruxes. They have to maybe you know, yeah. Like suddenly trials gonna, and interpret these things and right, going to turn into like an Indiana Jones adventure. It's totally going to be an Indiana Jones book. Yeah, it better. I mean, I think it's it's going to resemble that a lot. <laughs> well, but don't you want it to have lots of love and romance? Because I'd rather that. Oh, there'll be plenty of that. There'll be plenty of that. But love and romance isn't what's going to find the Horcruxes. Uh, hey, you don't know. It's the power of love. Come on, didn't we? Haven't we gone through this before? It's the power. Well, the of power love. of love will defeat Voldemort, but I don't know if it's going to help him find any Horcruxes. Just ask Huey Lewis. Actually, you know, you know. Come to come to think of it, if Harry is is stuck on how to destroy one of the Horcruxes, he could always try making out with it. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> because that especially might... if it's Nagini. <laughs> well, there uh, you are. <laughs> I do I not know want to Nagini visualize would. that. <laughs> I don't know if she'd appreciate that very much. Yeah. I think that's, we're on to it now. I think that's what that, that symbol actually represents. Yeah. Oh, um, poor Nagini. Okay. Yeah, poor Nagini, poor <laughs> Harry. <laughs> oh, Harry's into that crazy yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's, he's all about anyway. sacrifice and being yeah. noble. He is. He's selfless. Okay, boys, let's let's get um, off of the giant snake as, as our topic yeah. of discussion <laughs> that's what we told harry all right so <laughs> oh um yeah anyway this, this symbol i think okay. i think we might have took care of the symbol or did we well you uh, know i think that i think that one thing that we all know is that the symbol's there for a reason and there is yeah. a lot of deep deep meaning in the symbol and we may just have to wait mm-hmm. to get the book to figure out exactly oh, yeah. what it is because there's lots of possibilities yeah I think what, I guess one, and again, you know, we have no way of knowing this, but, you know, one major distinction, say we, we accept that the symbol means something and it's important, which I think we all are kind of figuring is the case. It could be like what we were talking about a couple of minutes ago, what John was saying, like, 
you know, it could be like a physical thing that like, a, you know, is written like on something or it's a rune or, or whatever, you know, something that Harry has to find or is a clue, or it could be something that's like more symbolic in nature, just sort of represents what's going on in this last book. You know, maybe it's not something that Harry will actually encounter and say, oh, here's a rune with a triangle and a circle and a line through it. But, you yeah. know, it might be sort of, you know, pointing to, I don't know, like some of the things that were mentioned earlier, like the triangle representing a trinity sort of thing, a divided circle. I mean, that seems like, you know, I don't know about, um, you know, from like traditional symbols, but just like, you know, if I see like a divided circle, to me that means like a hole that's like been split in half yeah. and that, you know, doesn't have a lot to do with like, and I think uh, you talked about this a little bit before we started recording, Doris, like, you know, there's there's Harry and there's Voldemort there, you know, because of like choices and especially things that Voldemort's done, you know, they're kind of like forever linked. They're like almost two halves of a whole. They have these, you know, intimate connections through the scar and through other things. Um, but, you know, I keep thinking back to what Dumbledore said when he was looking at that little smoky snake or whatever, yeah. something about in essence divided or, or mm -hmm. whatever. So I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of leaning more towards something like that, but it would be cool if it like, you know, that actual symbol meant something to the characters in the book and they encountered it in some way. Well, you, I just don't know what, you know, when I look at, um, the Half-Blood Prince cover, there was a, a symbol on that spine, too, and it was the ring. Mm. It was important to the plot, but it wasn't the pivotal right. thing in the plot. Right. You know, it was... It That's was, a good point. Yeah. What if this rune, this symbol, is on a very magical and powerful object that is being locked up in what we have called the Love Room in the Ministry of Magic Department of Mysteries? It's like the, it's just something that's marked on something else. Something, or, something like that, you know, they'll all get into the room and they'll find this thing and it'll have uh -huh. this symbol on it and they'll have to try to interpret it, figure right. out how, if they can use it. Um, maybe. Mm, yeah. That's, that's my conundrum conclusion. We can <laughs> see who agrees with me on the poll. Oh, this we have I don't to have know. final I think thoughts. I'm going to get my butt kicked on the pole this week. But can I just say that whole thing I blathered about about two minutes ago was my final thought? Yeah, Kimmy will love you for that. <laughs> I know she will. <laughs> yeah, let's see Kimmy too, get Kimmy. that all written. It. Um, <laughs> I, I I think that that it's it's a, a a symbol, maybe a ruin. So I'll just go with like a ruin or some kind of alchemy symbol yeah. that that Harry's not going to use the ruin as much, but maybe the knowledge that goes with it mm -hmm. to solve oh. his conundrum. Hmm. Interesting. You mean like, which will be basically how do I, how do I get rid of this guy odds? without yeah, well, like, losing myself? Yeah. When everything seems lost. I thought mm -hmm. his conundrum was how to hook up with Jenny. Again. <laughs> no, he already yeah. got that. Yeah, I think he's yeah, figured that one out. He already screwed that up, though. So yeah, exactly. And then, he, and then he blew her off. So. Jenny's not just going to you know, Well, that's a boy. You know, boys are willy-nilly. Yeah, boys are kind of stupid <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that. But but girls, you know, she'll forgive him. They'll they'll get back together. They'll get married. They'll have like eh. 25 little babies. and You know, those <laughs> Weasleys, they can't hold out too long. <laughs> it's, um... Anyway, <laughs> okay. Next week's conundrum. <laughs> yeah, we will bring the uh, 
the uh, cast and crew of our regular conundrum back and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about um, finally, hopefully, uh, a little more about the uh, U.S. book cover, in which I shall make a very big reveal that I have figured out something very important. Oh. Can I just say something? Hmm. Because the reading group staff figured out what it is. Uh-oh. They're playing Ultimate Frisbee. Oh. <laughs> is that what it is? That's, that's it. That would be awesome. That's the key to the whole thing, and Harry's about to win. Yeah, so. Harry's going to win Frisbee, actually... and, and that's it, right? Yeah, that's and that's it. how they they chose the battle. That's pretty cool. But you guys well, could still do the conundrum because yeah, I won't be well, around. We'll do it so, anyhow. I'm going to yeah. send you my proof just as we're doing this Ooh. and let you see if you can figure out exactly what I'm trying to say. Because there is a clue that Mary Grand Prix gives us from her prior illustrations in a particular book, chapter art, that oh. I would suggest would go on oh. to explain what these shadowy things are in the background oh see i already knew this on the cover do we already know do we know exactly what slash who these people are yeah. oh, uh, that's, that's, oh well, okay i proof? think i know who they yeah. are so. uh, here's proof john has an interesting idea here here is proof because she only has knows one way how to draw these things so mm-hmm. we've seen mm-hmm. them once we've seen them again yeah we have Tune in, tune in to hear about that and more of our thoughts about the covers because we just never get tired of talking about this and yeah. you all keep writing in about how much you like hearing about it. So hey, I more, mean, it's more like... we shall give you. Probably after next week we'll be done with it for a little while, but who knows what we'll have by then. Yeah. Maybe we'll have and names of chapters. I want those. Exactly. Yeah, we'll Any bits of the book that... They give us, yeah. we're just going to talk about it as much as we can. Except that is not an encouragement for all of you crazies who run out there and, you know, wrap the book trucks to oh my send God, us well, spoilers no. because no, 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 we no, are no, not no. interested. We don't we want, want the stuff that they want us to know. Yeah, yeah. It, when Joe tells stuff. us, then we find it out that yeah. way, but we don't want to know it any other way. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> Anywho, uh, thanks right. a lot, Lady D and Big the Guru Sloths. You got it. Thank you, John. We're going to drag the girls back in here and finish the show. All right. All right. Later. Later. What do you think, though, if there was a little common room? You know, maybe they have it. Do you think it's like miniature chairs and like a little miniature? There's definitely a little little couch in their own little fireplace. That would be cool. They have, you know, their own, you know, I think that would be awesome. And like they have Christmas and everything and they give each other sweaters. No, they don't know clothes. Do you think they have like little pegs though? they hang up their little robes at night and stuff? You know, like like in the Wizard of Oz. Or the... They're running around naked? No, I'm just saying. a bunch of crazy naked elf parties? Hey guys, the show's over. It's been an hour. What? The show's over. No. You've been talking about this for an hour. I don't know. I'm just really scared to picture uh, one of the students walking into the elf common room at night where they take all their robes off. Yeah. Guys, I think just it's walking just guys, the show's over. We're in the wrap up now. Don't you hear the drums? Oh, I guess those oh. are drums. Well, okay. Do you hear the drums? Hello. The fan art, challenge, like fan art challenge of the week is to draw the elf common room. Yeah, I'm sure it's just. These are like the drums house. coming to march you out of town or to the insane asylum, whichever one's first. It'd be like a hobbit high, a hobbit sized house. I bet like the student couldn't fit in it. You know. Couldn't fit in the door. I like the Elves in Wonderland, where like Elves is huge and like oh, the Elves so guys, really small. The, the show, the, you realize you've been talking about this the whole show now. Well, 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 you clowns didn't even show up to the canon conundrum, well. so you were off doing something. Well, we're you know we're busy people. Sue was researching where house elves sleep. Like, <laughs> I guess. 
Okay. Anyway. Melissa was Melissa was giving her morning tranquilizer to Dalish. <laughs> hey. Leave. So she Mushka doesn't attack anybody. Alone. What? She needs Leave to be sedated, alone. or she claws eyes out. She is my Leave baby Mushka. Yeah. She almost killed, um, by the way, Paul. Um, oh no. From Harry Potter's. Yeah. He and they were here briefly, and she almost killed him. Like so, you know, M- she doesn't Mushka's like Mushka's can sense out the threats. <laughs> Well, anybody who comes uh, into, anybody who comes into her space, she flips out. You know what I mean? Because it's it's this is our little world, and she doesn't like when people. Well, whose space do you think you have, Mucha? You pay rent? I don't think so. She does. She pays no. rent. In she's just protective of Melissa. She pays That's rent in snuggles. She almost she also almost ate Alex from the Ruby I mean, like people no. come in. All the Wizard Rockers come into this come to this apartment and they almost die. <laughs> what is it? What is it with your bedroom and like open house for Wizard Rockers? <laughs> Or they need a place to stay, dude. Don't uh, yeah, get like place. that. <laughs> so bad. You're such a bad man. Bad man, John. No, we- You're terrible. Oh, do pandas. Pandas. Um, okay. Moochkas. Um, are we bringing Moochka anyway, on tour? Show. Are we bringing her no, on tour? No, I'm not bringing her on tour. I'm not bringing her on tour. I'm sorry. She's going to be oh, staying yeah. with my parents, who she loves. She loves death, mostly because they feed her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. Um... A couple of quick announcements. Does she like do. your dad? What? Does she mind your dad? She loves my dad. Oh, that's just messed up. I know. She's a one-man cat. She loves my dad. My dad could call her from, a, from a, a, across the house. She will come running. Wow. It's amazing. I don't understand it. Sure. She's the best. Anyway, a couple quick announcements. Vote for us on Podcast Alley. Vote for us on Dig.com. We're sort of obligated to say that. We're very happy if you do, but it's like so... <laughs> whatever yes. <laughs> at this point we're just more excited to see you this summer I know check out our dates come out we can't wait to meet you so many of you I'm nervous to meet them you did fine in London I'm, I'm nervous what if they don't like me John they'll like you they'll really like you <laughs> they really but like no you. they probably won't yeah <laughs> but the three of us ripping across the country in a rented car <laughs> And the Pottermobile, Pottercastmobile, I love like it. I just think that's just hilarious. Uh, in New Jersey, we told you on the on the MySpace to wear Bruce and Bon Jovi t-shirts and do your hair big. We gotta like have what? a theme for every. Ooh, We're gonna give you some cool. special instructions on our MySpaces of what yeah. to do for each show. In Kentucky, where John thinks all the fried chicken came from. No. Really? I'm not a big fan of fried chicken. No. I like fried burritos. Oh, you know what? This weekend, Kentucky's a beautiful state, and it's also oh. the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Or was. Fun. Did I miss that? I can't. I just, what would happen if you put the burrito in the deep fryer? What? We are not bringing a deep fryer. What uh-uh. would happen? No. I'm making a no burrito in the car rule right <laughs> now. Nonsense. Where are you going to eat them? Uh, you can eat them wherever we're going to be, but me? you're not think. bringing that messy, grossy, smelly thing in the car because <laughs> we're going to get it dirty, and we're going to have to get the car cleaned. This just reminded me of something. This is like a year anniversary, just a little after, from when I did my crazy DVR <gasps> movie. Oh, that's right! It is, John. Wow. That's right! Wow. And so I think it. I think it only appropriate in the in the year anniversary, uh-huh. and being that we're going to be on tour, traveling with the opportunity to sample so many Chipotle restaurants. You're gonna be so ill. For me to extend that challenge again, a little a little higher now because you know yeah. we're. A little bigger show at this point. We get, if we get, um, oh, what was the last time? Ten mm-hmm. cards. Yeah. I think if we get, if we get twenty Chipotle cards. Oh, oh God. Of of any value, I shall, for the entire podcast viewing audience, in video format, 
dramatic pause. And, and video, am I a Slytherin robe? You wear your Slytherin robe in the summer. Go ahead, have fun. We'll do anything PG rated um, of Uh-oh. the of the majority on, card giver's choice. Don, you're struggling here. What are you trying to say? Are you going to do the air guitar thing? That guitar game you were talking about? We should do that. Guitar Hero? Mm. Yeah. The guitar... Oh, I, I could do Guitar Hero with Southern Robes if that's what that person chooses. But no, the person who gives the most cards of the 20 gets to choose what I do as long as it's PG rated. Uh, oh, boy. I can be very creative. And, now, but and let me explain. Can, Come can the second week of June, person. we're going to be traveling. I will not have a chance to check the P.O. box for these that's right. cards. Oh, it has to happen quick. So it has to happen quick. That's happened within this month. Whoa, pressure's on. No. For the pressure is on. <laughs> Speaking of the, the the P.O. box, we've been very lax in making updates because I stink. But there, this is a year old almost, this update. But when we were in Lumos, I, 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 I will look up your name and put it on the Pottercast blog. Somebody sent us this amazing box of, like, a survival oh God, guide yeah. for... I can't believe we've never talked about this yet. A survival guide for our leaky mugs. So, like, there was, like, fans to keep away the fans or something, and Purell to yeah. wipe your hands after eating burritos, and, and Advil and for acid headaches. Pops. And acid pops. It was, and then the box was this beautiful crafted box with all sayings from the show and little things that me and Pottercast just, like, burned into the box. It was so... I'm going to yeah. take pictures and put it on Pottercast.com. I'm very sorry that I haven't already... <laughs> Just thank you. That was amazing. Well, we need, we need to start showing more appreciation for these for these peel boxes. So I think starting definitely with with the new Chipotle contest, everybody who does send in a card will have their name, photo, and uh, brief bio appear on a um, on the, on the podcast blog. Oh, that's nice. To be part of the. I love how John's just assigning me work without even. I know. You know. I'll do it. It's my challenge. Well, well how are you going to do it? I know how to post a blog. I know, but now I have to send I'm you I'm not totally worthless. <laughs> you know? Yeah, if, you, if you're sending me a card, you send, you know, an email with uh, your name and your picture. Okay, do that. Okay. To john awesome. at the org. The-leaky dash org. The-leaky dash org. I just hope I don't have to do anything too crazy in a Slytherin costume. Awesome. It's going to be so hot out there. Oh my gosh, guys. It's like... I know. Vicious hot. We're going to be... Uh, you know what I want to do? I was just thinking, hmm? you know, out west, the fun thing? We need to go to, like, Tombstone, Arizona. Go to, a like, a ghost town. Really? <laughs> yes. And We're do... going to have some time in Arizona, too. I know. It would be fabulous. Have you all ever been to one of those ghost towns? They're really cool. We should do that. That'll be fun. We'll have a little shootout at the Pottercast Corral. It'll be awesome. At <laughs> the Pottercast Corral? We're going to find some gin joints? Yeah. It's... I will. I'll find them. That's for sure. Well, June 17th, we're going to be in Santa Fe, seeing Santa Fe, but I don't, if my memory serves, I don't think we have a show that day. So send your ideas of what we should be doing to TorahPodcast.com. And maybe, who knows, maybe we'll find a fun place to do a little fan hangout and we'll just let you know about it, whoever comes. That'd be cool. I think we should open up a restaurant in Santa Fe. Okay. We'll just tell you what restaurant we're going to be at at what time. Whoever shows up, we'll have a big dinner. How did that fall over your head, Melissa, of all people? How did what fall over my head? Open up the rent. I'm the only one sitting. Sorry, dude. No, no, no. This did not go over my head. If you go to if you go to our MySpace and you click on the Santa Fe thing, it says that we're gonna sing Rent the whole time. How would that go Whoa. over my head? Come on. No, she, I'm Come just on. the one that sings though all the time. I spontaneously break into song, but she got it. 
Come on! Like I would miss the rent reference. Come on! Oh my gosh! I can't wait. I just, I just, I can't wait. It's gonna be. And we have some more announcements around about what we're doing and when and blah 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 coming. And if this all goes well, who knows? Maybe we, we're sort of not really doing East Coast, so maybe if everything goes well, we can try and fit some East Coast stuff in August after the book comes out, so that we can talk about it. Except for the part where I'll be in class not failing the quarter. Yeah, John will be in class not failing the quarter. But I'm, t- I'm saying weekends. Yeah, well, sure. No problem. You know? Everybody else, you know, it'll be fun. Oh, we're going to have what? such a great summer. I'm really like, I, this is, this is, when we had, when we had that idea, that this came, the last night that I was on tour with the guys, we were saying how sad we were that it was over and that it's a shame that I couldn't just, just come hang out the <laughs> whole summer. And I think I think it was. Paul goes. Just go. You're wasting time. Go. You're time. wasting time. No, I th- I think it was Paul who was like, um, who said, well, we should do stuff at libraries together. And I was like, are you serious? And the next day I went, were you serious about doing stuff with Pottercast? He was like, yes, That's I'm serious. Let's do it. So we figured it out, and um, it's just, oh my gosh, the fun we're gonna have. I can't even tell you. Are we gonna dance? You are gonna I dance. Think we're gonna dance. John, I'll teach you the, my rock lobster moves, like the B fifty twos. It doesn't count much skill. You just kind of flail yeah. about. It's fun. It works with their music too. That would be a perfect <laughs> Chipotle challenge. Oh, no. Is teach John to dance, and he'll record himself doing whatever dance you describe. <laughs> Someone's gonna send you in like the tango, dude. You're gonna be you're gonna be hosed. No way. No way. Well, the tango you need someone to do it with. So I, I don't oh, know if that'll work, true. but. All they have to do is, is YouTube themselves doing the dance, and then I'll copy the dance and do myself in the throat and rope. Oh, I could just see you like like John Travolta out there, you know, like staying alive, staying oh, alive. Oh, that's assuming that I'm going to be good at it. I'm not going to be no Travolta. <laughs> Speaking of YouTube videos, I loved um, Bree's reaction to the, the Emma Watson boob thing. She made a video. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, is she pretty- funny some hilarious commentary search the YouTube for I Fancy the Trio or Emma Watson Bonnie right oh so funny she's very witty awesome I love satire because you can just have so much fun while making the same points it's it's great Great. pretty darn cute too I gotta say (laughs) you think John John? do not make this the outlet for that (laughs) I don't have any outlets no no outlets you're not dating her or anything not at all. No. Hi, baby. This is going to be gross, guys. Guys, I, Pottercast Land, I need your help. I need methods of revenge for the PDA when John and, when John and Bree get all PDA in the car. What are you calling me out for? I'm calling you right out right now. What's wrong with the little, little PDA? I told you I'm going to have the Smoochie Smoochie song on, on ready, and when, it, when you do it, I'm going to hit play. Uh, guys, I, send your suggestions. Please. Tour at Pottercast.com. Suggestions for how to keep the PDA at bay. Because Melissa's going to vomit. We're asking a lot of them this week, huh? This is the longest wrap-up ever. Are we making up for last week's wrap-up? Well, last week, I think we are making up for last week. So we just have so much to talk about. It's so exciting to finally tell you that we're going to meet like 10,000 of you over the summer. We're playing. We're like, more like 110,000 no, of you. No, but seriously, it, over, th- over three months, we're doing 23 shows, guys. Can you believe that? That's a whole lot of shows in different area codes. 23 shows. That's... Crazy. That's crazy podcast miles too. I can't believe we're doing it. And thank you, Borders, for yes. for having us go to all their stores all over the land. Borders this tour like is down. brought to you by Borders. Not, uh, almost, <laughs> almost completely. So yeah, yeah, Borders. They've been so awesome, and they're so excited. So we'll have plenty of updates coming around that. 
Can I get a wood? What? Wood. Sweet. Nice. Well, you'll be hearing about this too much anyway, so I think it's time that we leave. Hooray. I got a pack. Oh, wait, I don't hooray at the end, do I? I go, aww. The end. Aw, it's the end. And I think for as far as the Pottercast episodes with double numbers, mm-hmm. this is probably one of the best episodes we've ever done with double numbers. I think I can say that pretty definitively. You didn't like 77 or 44? Or 66. 44 is one of our okay favorites, shows. actually. They were okay shows. 44. Equally. 44 was the this Internet is... is for Pottercast. That's like the number one. Everybody, it's like mm. a famous Pottercast now. I think, wasn't Cheryl on Pottercast. that show? Pottercast. For Pottercast. That was funny. Speaking of hot Cheryl, who oh. doesn't love me anymore because I wrote her two emails and she has not responded to me. Oh, wow, John. John. I don't know where I fell out of favor with her. Uh oh. I hope I don't have to blame Bree for this. I blame her for everything. (laughs) Cheryl's got her own Weasley. She does. does. Me and and Cheryl are no longer romantically linked. Yeah, but she's got a she. She caught a good one. (laughs) She did. All right, guys. Oh well. Awesome. See you in Santa Fe. We will see you in Santa Fe. Isn't that amazing? I'm so excited. <laughs> See you again. Oh, I'm, wait! One, oh. one last thing. One last thing. One last thing. Oh. We filk the the rent Santa Fe song. Oh. Filk that. Oh, fun plan awesome. for for our tour. Do it. I want to play it. I want to play it all the time. I want to play it in the car. Yes. Ugh. Even even do some lyrics and I'll sing it. What the hell? Oh, I will awesome. Too. I will too. I'll do it. Hey, rent fans! July 30th through September 9th, the original Mark and Roger are going to be back in Broadway. Just FYI, it's going to be amazing. <gasps> What? Oh, no, totally off topic. Scoop. I don't care. Awesome. Anthony snaps. Anthony snap. I didn't get to see him when he was when the original cat. Oh man. Adam Rascals. I know. <laughs> it was gonna be. He told me that I, you could have knocked me down with a feather when I found out. You could have just. I'm coming to see that. I'm, I'm going g- to see get it. my butt up there. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Wow. Wow. Hey. One of the dates again, Melissa? July 30th through September 9th. At my birthday, September 7th. Ooh. Hint, hint. Oh, there you go. What we'll be doing. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Later, skaters. We've missed it. W3. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. (laughs) 